Good morning, folks. Good morning. Would you like to stand and sing with us, please, as we begin our worship? It's crowded in worship today As she slips in Trying to fade into the faces The girls teasing laughter is carrying Farther than they know Farther than they know but if we are the body, why aren't his arms reaching? Why aren't his hands healing? Why aren't his words teaching? And if we are the body, why aren't his feet going? Why is his love not showing? Then there is a way. There is Traveler is far away from home. He sheds his coat and quietly sinks into the back row. The weight of their judgmental glances tells him that his chances are better out on the We are the body. Why aren't his arms reaching? Why aren't his hands healing? Why aren't his words teaching? And if we are the body, why aren't his feet going? Why is his love not showing? Then there is a way. Jesus paid much too high a price For us to pick and choose who should come We are the body of Christ But if we are the body Why aren't his arms reaching? Why aren't his hands healing? Why aren't his words teaching? If we are the body, why aren't his feet going? Why is his love not showing? Then there is a way. But if we are the body, why aren't his arms reaching? Why aren't his hands healing? Why aren't his words teaching? We are the body. Why aren't his feet going? Why is his love not showing? Then there is a way. Jesus is the way.
would you be seated, please? Uh, before Susan does the announcements, I just want to tell everybody we did 144 Operation Christmas Child shoe boxes. We delivered to the distribution center last week. Yay! Just a request, if you did the follow your box where you had them tell you where your box goes, once you get a notification, would you let us know, please? We'd, we'd love to know where they went. I did it. I think Gail did it. I don't know who else did it. But just to get an idea, thank you. Would you just let us know? It'd just be fun to know. So good morning, everybody, and welcome to worship. You know, it's so good that we're here to praise the Lord this morning. And hello to the tons of people that are sitting outside as well. Just to let you know, the deadline for ordering poinsettias is today. The envelopes for ordering those poinsettias are on the table out front, so if you could fill that out and include your check, that'd be great. The first week of December, we will begin making reservations for our Christmas Eve services. Please call the office or email josie at josie at hhumc.com for seats for either the 4, 5, 6, or 7 o'clock service. It's really important that you do this before December the 17th. And beginning next Sunday, the children will be working on creating their ornaments for this year's fundraiser. And this will take place on the playground right after worship. So if you have children who would like to participate and help make those ornaments, please feel free to join. And that's all I have for announcements today. So let us welcome the light of Christ. And don't forget to clap. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. So the first scripture today is Psalms 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. 
Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. The word of God for the people of God. Let us join together in an attitude of prayer. Oh, most merciful God, we thank you for yet another week full of blessings. You have made everything wonderful for us, your children, to enjoy. Guide us with your Holy Spirit so that we might remain humble and in your service. Remind us often of our Lord and Savior who taught us that however we treat anyone is how we treat him. May we always reflect your mercy, your goodness, and the light that we might make your kingdom known to all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. It's good to see all of y'all here on this. I mean, I mean, does it get any better? I mean, yesterday, wow. I mean, I spent at least eight hours of yesterday outside, if not more. I mean, for the uh, 21st of November, wow. You know, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. My first rainbow, other than the rainbow of the beautiful weather, is the rainbow that it is to see all of y'all here on this beautiful morning. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I'm very thankful for each and every one of you. You know, this is one of those multiple convergence Sundays. It's Christ the King Sunday, it's Thanksgiving Sunday. So anyway, there are, there are a lot of things to be thankful for. And we're going to have a couple of, of folks baptized this morning, so praise the Lord. So it's uh, good all around. Uh, everything really is good, like God said, when God looked around and saw everything that God had created and said, it's very good, it's very good. And who am I to argue with God, right? So it's very good. Praise the Lord. Another rainbow I have is that Thursday evening, we had the community Thanksgiving service. Praise the Lord. And I love community Thanksgiving service because those of us of different denominations get together. And this year, which is the, uh, which is the uh, first since I've been here, we had folks from Our Lady of Guadalupe join us at the community Thanksgiving service as well. So praise the Lord for that. I got a couple of rattlesnakes also, unfortunately, but even rattlesnakes are good. They eat rats, all right? It's, you know, it's, 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 it's a good thing to think about. Of course, what does that say for rats? But anyway, let's pray. Gracious and loving God, again, we thank you for this wonderful day. We thank you for all that you bless us with. You are so good and gracious. And that which around us is good. We thank you for transportation and the ability to go places. 
We thank you for our homes and our families, our country, and all the many, many blessings that we would be here all day listening. I would like to lift up particularly, though, all of the people that we are thankful for in our lives, whether they're still among us or whether they've gone on to be with you. I lift up those in war-torn areas of the world. I lift up those who don't have enough to eat, who don't have enough to drink, who are still regarded as strangers, who don't have clothes to wear, who are sick and who are in prison. I lift up the leaders of this country and all the countries of the world that they would seek and do your will. Guide us all with your Holy Spirit that we would be your hands and feet, arms and legs, eyes and ears, mouths to this generation as Jesus was to his. And now we pray as he taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, like I said, this is one of those not all purpose, but multiple purpose Sundays. And I want to start out by just saying first how thankful I am again that Rebecca and I are here at this congregation. And there's so many things I'm thankful for, but to keep in line or to try and keep in line somewhat with today's scripture reading. And like I said, today is also Christ the King Sunday. Today's the last Sunday of the year. Did y'all know that? The liturgical year. We have, a, we have a calendar in the church that we do things by, and next Sunday is New Year's Day, if you want to look at it that way, you know, and y'all are thinking, he's crazy, but, but, it, but I'm not. Next Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent, and the first Sunday of Advent is when we start the liturgical year. So today is the last Sunday of the year. We end the year with Christ being the King, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. We begin the year with Christ's incarnation, Him coming to us as an infant, a vulnerable infant, to show us God's grace and love. I was very blessed. I still am very blessed, but... In growing up, I was surrounded. I was surrounded by generous people and people who showed hospitality, who showed hospitality to a fault, you know. And one of those people, of course, was my mother. 
and you couldn't come to my house, our house, and not have my mother try and feed you. Didn't matter when it was. It really didn't. It could be 10 minutes after breakfast, and you would be offered something to eat, whether it would be a piece of cake, a piece of pie, a cookie, uh, chicken and dumplings, or whatever, depending upon what was going on, it never failed. And one of the, one of the, uh, one of the lasting memories I have of, of that type of hospitality and what my mother did, which, of course, we have to remember, she learned that from her mother, who learned it from, you know, y'all get the idea. And, of course, and again, that's what, that's what the Scripture teaches us. We are to learn God's Word. We're supposed to talk about it when we walk around or drive around and we're with our children and, and raise them up knowing that too. But anyway, one day my uncle had some furniture. My uncle who lived over in Mount Pleasant and we lived up in the Panhandle up in Pampa had some furniture that he was sending to us. That uh, He had a few pieces of furniture that my parents wanted. Anyway, so this this uh, truck driver shows up with the furniture and unloads it and all that. And uh, when he's through unloading the furniture, my mother says, you know, do you want a piece of cake? And, you know, he, he sat down at our kitchen table with us and uh, we had cake and coffee, right? A, a total, absolutely abject stranger, right? But that wasn't the first or the last time my mother did something like that. And again, praise the Lord, I was blessed with seeing those sorts of things. And that's the way, that's the way I was raised. Our scripture reading this morning comes from Matthew chapter 25. And over the last few weeks, we've been talking about the end times, Jesus coming back, Christ the King coming back. And uh, last week we talked about the parable of the talents. The week before that we talked about the ten bridesmaids. And we didn't talk about it specifically, but in the scripture, if you read the passage there where Jesus is talking about in the end times, there's the just and the unjust of servant that come before that. So Jesus is telling his followers what's going on. And also, in Matthew's gospel, in Matthew's gospel, you know, this, the, these are Jesus' last public discourses before he's crucified. Before he's crucified. This is a couple of days before Passover. If you read on into chapter 26, it'll say something like two days before Passover. Consider the word of the Lord. And these are... Jesus' words. He's the one talking here. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on the throne of His glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him and He will separate people one from the other as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left hand. 
then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited ye? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, you that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it? that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you. Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Please be in prayer with me and for me. Gracious and loving God, God who always shows us grace and hospitality, love and mercy. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our salvation. Amen. Well, again, it's Christ the King Sunday. And on Christ the King Sunday, we talk about when the King returns. As y'all have heard me say before, and you will hear me say again, God and God's kingdom is reality. And ultimately, God and God's kingdom is the only reality. And Jesus is telling his followers right before he's crucified, 
right before he's going to be raised from the dead to demonstrate that death is, as Ebenezer Scrooge would say, a humbug, right? It's really a humbug. When, you're in, when, when, when your older brother is the king of the universe, what have you got to worry about? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's what you've got to worry about. So it says the king is seated on his throne with all his angels. With all his angels. Now I want to talk a little bit about hospitality and the king. Because you see, I think all of, the, all of these things can be, be put under the umbrella of hospitality if you want to. You know, maybe I'm using a little license, but I don't think too much. The first place, when God put Adam and Eve in the garden, everything was prepared for them. God just did that for them, right? Because that's the way God is. God is good. God is love. God is gracious. God is hospitable. We're created in God's image. We ought to do likewise. God was hospitable to Abram. He took him from a place and took him to another and, and led him to another place. And again, we remember what, what was it, 315, 318? I'll have to look. Somebody that went through the Genesis class, tell me. When, when Lot got taken captive, Abram took that many of his household servants to free Lot. Abram was a rich man. God blessed him greatly, showed him much hospitality. When the children of Israel went into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey, doesn't get much more hospitable than that. And then on the night Jesus was betrayed, what did he do? He washed his disciples' feet. He was telling them. He told them, what? I'm going to prepare a place for you. And just like he had chided someone before for not giving water for somebody to wash their feet when they came to his house, he did it. He was a servant. He was hospitable. I would be so bold as to say that one of the definitions of God is, is God is the most hospitable entity in the universe. Now Jesus is sitting there, mind you, I, I said earlier, God and God's kingdom is the ultimate reality and really the only reality. He's sitting there at the end of time, and what did it say? He's judging the nations, okay? The whole nine yards, the whole shooting match, everybody. Jesus is judging all the nations. And he's separating the sheep from the goats. You know, even today, even today in, in, in the Middle East or maybe even in Schleicher County or of Sutton County, people have goats and sheep mixed together. Typically, goats are uh, not quite as hardy as sheep. And being around the sheep helps protect them. You know, and I'll let you all wonder why the goats aren't quite as hardy. But anyway... 
it's not an uncommon thing. And like many of the examples that Jesus used, they come right out of real life. But here to me is the striking thing about the sheep and the goats in this, it, it, that Jesus is talking about at the end time. They both basically ask the same question, a little bit different. And they were both surprised at the answer. The sheep didn't know that they were righteous. And the goats didn't see that they were unrighteous. Interesting. Sort of like the wheat and the chaff. You know, Jesus said, don't pluck up the wheat, or don't pluck up the weeds, wait until the end, and the angels will come and harvest everything and separate it. Again, there's only one judge, and none of us are it. One of the things Jesus said was, if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven, your righteousness has to be greater than the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. Jesus basically told us there were three things we had to do to enter the kingdom of heaven. The first one was we had to be born from above, John chapter 3. The second one was we had to repent and be like little children. Matthew chapter 18. And the third one was our righteousness needed to exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. Matthew 5.20. What is the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees? I mean, it's hard, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's hard to exceed something that you don't know what is, right? We set baselines, you know. My, my, my car has a speedometer on it, you know. You know, when it, when it says speed limit, whatever, that's where I start setting my cruise control, right? A little bit higher than whatever the speed limit is. The righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees is the righteousness of the act itself. They're just doing something for the act, which Jesus said what? They have their reward. If you do it so people can see you doing it, that's the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. The striking thing about the sheep is they didn't know they had been being good. It was just their nature. You judge a tree by its fruits. That's what it's saying there. So here's the thing. Jesus doesn't ask us to do anything that he didn't do and he doesn't ask us to do anything difficult. Did you notice this? Did you notice this? Look at the look at the thing. Look at the acts here now. Now again, this is one of those passages and we certainly don't have time this morning to get into it, but I'll be glad to discuss it ad nauseum with anybody that wants to. You know, this is one of those scriptures where we can get hung up on works and grace if we're not careful. It's not so much about works as it is about showing mercy, showing hospitality, showing mercy. But look, look, at what, look at what Jesus said. He said, feed the hungry. If somebody's thirsty, give them something to drink. If they're a stranger, make them welcome. If they don't have clothes, give them something to wear. 
If they're sick, take care of them. If they're in prison, visit them. Those are simple things that most of which even a small child can do. And certainly all of us can do it. It's not complicated. We're not asked to, uh, to stand on our head, run a marathon, go to school for 40 years. It's not hard. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. But back there in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, it says, in that day, and we're talking about that day, the king has come back with all his angels sitting on his throne of glory. In that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not do many acts of power in your name? And he'll say, I never knew you. He's not asking us to do hard things. He's asking us to do simple things that each and every one of us is capable of doing. That's the deal. It's not hard. It's simple. And he wouldn't ask us anything that he didn't do himself and he didn't execute marvelously. Jesus came and he fed the thousands and said he was the bread of life. He came and gave living water to those who were thirsty. He sought out the strangers and went to prepare a place for them. He made sure that all of us weren't naked but were clothed with righteousness. He healed and comforted sick people. And he came here to release and set free any one of us who's built a prison for ourselves. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Now go in peace. And as you go, remember, it's the simple things. It's the things of mercy that the Lord asks us to do. And as you do that, go with the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the unity of the Holy Spirit. Amen.